Welcome, everybody, to the 11th She Watchables podcast. Mm, I checked that. Yeah, 11th. You did, well done. Oh, I, did. I thought one of us should like definitely know what episode we're up to. We should, at least because one of us. Because usually one of us is going a little bit out. Yeah. It's definitely 11. It yeah, is. It is. And it's a beautiful day to be sitting inside and recording a podcast. Hey! Yes. <laughs> Making the most of the sunshine. Absolutely. We're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Through the, we're looking mm-hmm. at it through the window of the same room. In the same house. We are. Yay. We're together. Yes. For how long? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see what Boris says. Yeah, wait for Monday. But uh, (laughs) for now, uh, we're in the... Oh, this is fabulous. Yeah. I don't mind being sat inside looking out at the sun, being so pale. Well, that's true. Yeah. Just don't look at my dirty windows. (laughs) 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 It's the double glazing. It's not the... They have been cleaned. They have been cleaned. (laughs) So it's, uh, what month is it? Where are we? It's June. June. It's June. Mm -hmm. So because um, it's June uh, 2021, obviously we we have just kicked off Euro 2020, haven't we? Is that the right football chant? Is is that one of the football chants? It's a football chant. I'm not sure if it's applicable to the Euros, but it'll do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So we thought on this podcast, which is... For those who haven't listened before, a podcast where we chat about rewatchable films from uh, the UK mm-hmm. and overseas. Yeah, we just basically avoid anything to Hollywood. Yeah, we don't we don't go for the bling films. We don't. No. Um, so we thought that we would come up with a football themed film to talk about. Mm-hmm. We had a few. We had a few uh, in mind. Yeah, there are lots of. Uh, There's a lot more football themed films than you'd expect. Than you imagine, yeah. yeah. When you start to think about it, you've got classics like Escape to Victory and Gregory's Girl. Yeah. And what else? Um, we, we football factory. Football factory. Yeah. 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 Wasn't Elijah Wood in something about? Was that this is England? No, is that, that something else? That's something else. Don't, <laughs> right, that's okay. not about football. Don't watch. That. <laughs> right, okay. That's not about football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was. It was in Green Street. It was about football. Who? Oh, was, Green Street. There yeah. are there okay. are many football uh, related classic films. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, it came down to uh, our film for today, or Shaolin Soccer, <laughs> which um, I personally think is a, is a, is a classic. And, um, of the genre. And I'm still trying to figure out what I feel about that film. Jury's out. Yeah. So we might do that one next year. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's the World Cup again? The World Cup in two years' time. Okay, two we years might time. do it. You've we got a while to work on it. it. So this one, this one, what is yeah. it? Do you want to introduce it? Uh, this month we are She Watching Marvelous, the 2014 uh, TV film uh, with Toby Jones playing a lovely, lovely character based on the sort of real-life events of uh, a fella called Neil Baldwin. Um, so, yeah, if, you, you know, if you've not checked out Marvelous before, you need to. Definitely. Because on, it is a classic. It's on Amazon Prime. It is at the moment, yeah. Um, yeah. It could potentially be on iPlayer. I've not looked. I guess no, it might I haven't be. looked because it, it was a BBC mm-hmm. co-production. Mm-hmm. So it might be, yeah. yeah. It's definitely on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and if not, just pick it up cheap. Just oh, definitely. Yeah, just get the DVD. Because yeah. it's you'll just want to watch it again and again anyway. You will, definitely. Which is what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... It doesn't sound like a, a kind of film that you might want to re-watch or... 
Um, it's just about a random guy from Stoke-on-Trent. Mm-hmm. He likes to say marvellous quite a lot. <laughs> he does. He does. It's a it's a hard sell, I would imagine, when they were trying to make it, mm. trying to put it together. Maybe, yeah. But, um, yeah, give it give it some time, because it um, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth every minute of your time. It's set in around um, 91 to 93, I think, looking at the Stoke City manager's timeline right okay but i think it does play hard and fast with the rules the, the film is structured like a scrapbook almost isn't it yeah it is a bit actually. yeah mm-hmm. there's no kind of flashbacks it all it goes in in chronological order but i think there are some little bits pinched from other from various bits, other bits of, of, of time, time yes yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah it's about neil baldwin the stoke city kit man that's what he was most yeah. famous for wasn't he mm-hmm. again come back come back i know it sounds really dull but it really isn't and and Unofficial Kill University representative. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And unofficial uh, boat race. I'm not entirely sure what he did in boat the boat race. race mascot, I think mascot. he said he was kind of like a mascot. Yeah, yeah. That um, sounds about right. And clown. Registered clown. Registered clown. Yeah. He looked like he was pretty good at that too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, IMDb score 7.9. Mm, respectable. Now, obviously, it's a TV movie. So, it wasn't eligible for Oscars. Mm-hmm. But it did win a BAFTA for Best Single Drama. Oh, right, okay. Um, so Best One-Off Drama. Mm-hmm. We'll come to the cast later. But Gemma Jones won uh, a BAFTA for Best Supporting Actress, nice. which I think is well-deserved. Well-deserved. Definitely. Toby Jones did not win a BAFTA. Did he not? Do you know who did? Go on. You'll not know the name. Okay. But you'll know who it is once I, once I explain. Okay. okay. Um, Jason Watkins. Okay, don't know the name. Name's nothing for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. What if I said uh, Herrick in Being Human? <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. He, he didn't win for Being Human. Oh. Uh, yeah, he didn't oh, win I was just going to say, he could totally win a BAFTA totally. on TV for uh, playing Herrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh. um, but so what no, did he win it for? He won it for a, a drama called The Lost Honour of Christopher Jeffries, which I never watched, but okay. when I saw the images, I remember it being out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it was about someone who was accused... Of you know various scandalous um, crimes, right. and he was just a bit odd. Right. Um, I think basically his crime was being a bit odd. But ah, people don't deal with people being a bit odd, do they? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've got yeah. to be a criminal. So I kind of want to go back and watch that because I think he's great. Yeah, everything. He and if he beat Toby Jones to a BAFTA, then my word, that must have been a good I performance. Know, yeah. Because so, Toby Jones is on fire in this. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. So on fire in this film. He's he's never bad in anything, uh-huh. is he? Let's go to cast an MVP okay. while we're at it. So, yeah, Toby Jones is brilliant. Yeah, so he plays Neil or Nello the Clown. Nello! Is his... oh, Nello! Nello. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, cast. I love, uh, like, throughout the film, there's, uh, I mean, the very first scene that you get is mm-hmm. um, Toby Jones sat with the real Neil Baldwin. Yes. And Neil Baldwin introduces the film. This is a story about my life. Yeah. And Toby Jones says, right, you know. Like Neil does, and and he just together like they don't look like each other, but he's definitely got his mannerisms off. Yes. I think and the way he talks, definitely. And importantly, they are both Stoke City fans. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's got the they obviously he's, hit it off well. Yes, I'm assuming. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. That's the good thing. Whenever you watch any kind of biopic, mm-hmm. which I think is how we're supposed officially to pronounce it, <laughs> you always wonder a little bit don't you well that seems a bit far-fetched did that really happen Mm -hmm. but in this film for those who haven't watched it you have got 
the real Neil Baldwin. Yeah. You've got some of the other characters as well. Um, you've got Lou Macari, the Stroke yeah. City manager. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Uriah Rennie. Yeah. Um, Premiership uh, referee. He's in it. Gary Lineker. Yeah. Uh, Norman Barris has a little uh, cameo at the end. Ringmaster extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that all of these people would have spoken up at some point if they thought that it was... Too far-fetched. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think it does play quite close to the truth mm-hmm. and where it doesn't they do actually point that out don't yeah they? yeah did that really happen no no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's great mm-hmm. so toby jones wonderful oh incidentally have you seen the picture today of toby jones in uh, oh. a new in, a, in a, a new film in an old franchise yeah 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 i know that's made me more excited about that film now yes are we allowed to mention that film I think it's, it's, it's out there. It's, it's, it's out blinged, there, isn't it? Though, the it's pitch a blinged is out film. there. Yeah. I think we're allowed to mention it. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Indiana Jones. And the... Five? Yes. Indiana, Indiana Jones and, and the... I hope it's better than the last one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the no crystal skulls in this oh, one, please. Man. Thank you very much. Yeah, Indiana Jones and it's not aliens this time, please. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones and the Zimmer frame. I mean, Toby Jones is in that film. It's got to be good. Definitely. It's got to be. Yeah. Weirdly, he, he must be a lot younger than Harrison Ford. Mm, yeah, do you know what? I don't actually know how old Toby Jones is. No. But he's got to be younger than Harrison Ford. But isn't yet Harrison he's, Ford, think... like, is he 80-something now? Is he? Or, or oh, <sighs> oh, sorry, Harrison, if I'm making you older. I don't, I think. Or was he, like, 79 or something? He must be in his 70s. Footnote. Harrison Ford was born in July 1942, making him 79 next month. But still looking quite buff if recent shots of him cycling are anything to go by. Toby Jones is 54. Rumours abound that digital de-aging will be happening in post-production on the Indiana Jones film, as Ford has been spotted being filmed with dots on his face. Shame they can't digitally remove the entire fourth film. From the picture, it looks like Tom, Toby Jones is playing his, like, you know, uh, old older sidekick. It's the only way around, isn't it? Yeah, true. We went, we went off there somewhere, but yeah. had to, we had to discuss that picture. We Tangent that one, picture. tick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll kind of watch anything that Toby Jones is in because he's always wonderful, mm-hmm. isn't he? He's just he's what they call a character actor, but here mm-hmm. he gets to be lead man, which he is does. great. And he deserves it. About time. Yeah. So you've got all the cameos. You've got um, Gemma Jones, who plays Neil Baldwin's mum. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. My, she is so good in this. Yeah. So good. It's such a oh man. It's so sad. Oh no. But she's oh. so real in it because she just Neil Baldwin doesn't really describe himself as having learning difficulties, mm-hmm. does he? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the film, they kind of you have that setup, don't you? Mm-hmm. Where the uh, ukulele band. Uh, the choir yeah. are singing Delilah, mm-hmm, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And then you have that little montage where it just shows you Neil's early life. Yeah. Where he's kind of pulled out of school and you can tell that the teacher is having a discussion with his mum. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't hear what's going on. Things yeah. to sort of work with him, I guess. Yeah. But you always get that impression that his mum is doing everything to look out for him, mm-hmm. despite his difficulties mm-hmm. what difficulties yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but you know she's lo- she's looking out for him and that's the impression that you get i just find her character is just so real mm-hmm. you know she just wants to look after him but she wants him to stand on his own two feet as well yeah like that moment like a little later in the film when he's 
finally getting his own place <laughs> and it's only like it's two doors door. away yeah, yeah. but you know it's she's so, so proud but at the yes. same time she's just doing that mortified mum thing where yeah. she's like my baby's moving out even though yeah. her baby's like what maybe 40 50 at that point yeah yeah <laughs> i know i know it's lovely but she is mm-hmm. wonderful and a very very well deserved uh bafta mm-hmm. there's lots of other good actors in it but they're the standouts aren't they yeah they're, definitely they're, they're, yeah, absolutely just yeah fabulous yeah. and i love um i love that mary is she's a good christadelphian yeah she's you know she's always you know bible quoting and whatnot mm-hmm. but she's she's seen as like a real real person i love it when you get like proper real christians in things where they're like yeah. not they're not the butt of a joke or they're not you know mm-hmm. um a caricature i do love it where um quite early on in the film i can't quite remember what they're discussing now but um Neil says to his mum, Jesus won, Mary Ball. That's right, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything's a football score. Yeah, it's football. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it really makes me chuckle and yeah. she kind of rolls her eyes. <laughs> eyes is fab. Um, so, how British is it? Oh, well, pretty, pretty super British, really, I reckon. It is. Yeah. Um, so, filmed in Stoke. Yeah. Uh, it was on location at Keele University. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't at Stoke City... Oh yeah, uh, the ground because they've not changed. Since yes, then, yeah, yeah, they've got a new ground. The mm-hmm. time when this would have taken place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use Crew Alexander, I think. That's right. Mentioned. Yeah, and I think a, a race course in Wales that whose name I can't pronounce right. um, <laughs> was used for some of it. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So yeah, definitely, decidedly British, and it, yeah, it's a BBC co-production. It was first seen on BBC Two. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it when it was? On the telly? No, I hadn't actually heard of this film until a couple of years ago. Yeah. When uh, him and Doors, classical musician, introduced me to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, I can't even remember how we got sort of on the subject of it, but mm-hmm. him and Doors was really excited about the film and, yeah. and was like, I can't believe you've never seen it, we've got to watch yeah. it. And yeah, so that was my first viewing. I think, I don't, I mean, I don't think I saw it literally when it was on because mm-hmm. no one does that anymore do they <laughs> no i'll not... get it on iplayer exactly <laughs> yeah so uh, i definitely recorded it and watched it not long after and it was just one of those uh, everyone said it was great and you thought oh, i'm gonna have to watch it because everyone says it's great mm-hmm. and it sounds a little bit worthy and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit twee yeah but everyone says it's great so i'm gonna have to watch it so i did and just it is marvelous mm-hmm. you know it's wonderful yeah but i don't remember watching it um on the BBC. It's a TV movie. We will come back later, I think, to... Like, what is the difference between a TV movie and a, and a movie at the cinema? And what makes something cinematic? And, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, we, we decided we're definitely allowed to do this because it is classed as mm-hmm. a TV movie. It is. It's got movie credits on it. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely... We are allowed. Yeah, it's feature length. Plus, you know, we make the rules so we can do what we want. Well, this is true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it rewatchable? I think we would agree oh, that it's rewatchable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely rewatchable. I think the rules of something being rewatchable, um, it helps if it's short. Oh, yeah. Sweet 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet 90 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And you just want to spend time with the characters, mm-hmm. don't you? You just want to see what is he going to do next? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's so funny, particularly the first half. Yeah. I mean, my favourite lines, and can you use them in real life, is half a page. <laughs> I, I might as well just have written the entire script out. I, I stopped after a while yeah. writing because I, I was thinking, like, there isn't a scene in this film where there's not, like, two or three lines that you could easily have as your favourite line. Definitely. 
every scene has something like lovely or devastating. But yeah. You, you know, you appreciate that Definitely. sort of scene. We should give credit to the the writer was Peter Bowker, mm-hmm. um, who's written a load of stuff for um, uh, for TV, including Blackpool and uh, Entourage, I think. But we'll let him off because <laughs> um, this is made up for it. Uh, director was Julian Farino, mm-hmm. um, who again just done a lot of TV stuff. But, yeah, he uh, did The Office apparently. I believe so. Um, yeah, yeah. Something called Ballers, which mm-hmm. actually reading up on it sounds quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might have to check that out at yeah. some point. And then, yeah, Entourage credits as well. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's where they met, maybe. Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Peter Bowker, the writer, um, it was his wife, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, came across an article in 2010 in The Guardian. Ah, right, yes. About Neil. Yeah. Um, and Keele University throwing, like, a sort of 50th anniversary weekend to celebrate, like, Neil being connected to the uni. Yeah. Um, and that's how she kind of... Well, that's how he came she to write the idea, yeah, the story yeah. Uh-huh. for the film about Neil. But it is very funny, and I'm sure he got a lot of the, um, a lot of the lines from spending time with Neil because mm-hmm. he was on set, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, it's just it's really funny. Mm-hmm. What what are your favourite lines, and can you use them in real life? I mean, like <laughs> top ten, top ten favourite lines. I just it's oh. great. God bless Ken Dodd and Lou Macari. I reckon I could use <laughs> yeah. something like that at some point. Yeah, definitely. In real life. I think one of my favourites is he's a very good friend of mine. I wrote down uh-huh. um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people who were referred to in the film mm-hmm. as a very good friend of mine, including Charlie Caroli and the Archbishop of Canterbury <laughs> and Ken Dodd. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. And then Malcolm actually says it at the end, doesn't he? When he rings. Um, uh, Gary Lineker, mm-hmm. and he said, um, you know, uh, Neil Baldwin's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> it's a good way of getting people to, to do what you want. Yeah. I always wanted to be happy, so I decided to be. Oh, no. It's just, it makes it so simple. Yeah. You know, we should all live life like Neil Baldwin. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he should write a self-help book. Well, it's like when he's giving the pep talk in the changing room to Stoke, and he says, you just need to go out there and score more goals. Yeah. <laughs> It's simple. Exactly. It's that easy. It is. Don't make it hard. It's that yeah. simple. <gasps> <laughs> the whole exchange, I'll tell you what I like, um, the whole exchange where he's deciding that he'd like to manage Stoke City or be a vicar. <laughs> you know, as if the two were uh, quite similar. Um, I like the C of E. I like performing. I believe in God. And uh, his mum says that puts you three up on most of the clergy I know. <laughs> but there's other things you need. And he says, I know, bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> random Aww. way of thinking I know it's very um, practical yeah yeah you can't get things just by asking I can I can yeah just so simple yeah just I can't believe no one has pulled him aside and written Neil Baldwin's Guide to Life mm-hmm. we should we should track oh, him yeah. down yeah that would be great yeah I Definitely. love the um, I love the bit where Vicar's trying to get him to come along to I think it's choir or something that's right yeah and he says I don't have time and one of his reasons that he doesn't have time to do it is because he's writing an extra verse of the Lord's Prayer exactly (laughs) I'm writing an extra verse of the Lord's Prayer I believe you are as well yeah yeah yeah. I wonder how that worked out oh I know never trust a man who doesn't like his food (laughs) I mean I'm wholly in agreement with that yeah I do like this film because there's lots of food in it oh my word is there lots of food again it's something I stopped writing down because there's so much of it Um, I love I love um, his prayer God bless Lou Macari 
and help him in his task to return Stoke to the top division or the playoffs at least before like Job we have been sorely tested <laughs> but his prayers are answered they get to the playoffs they do they do they get yeah. to the playoffs so you know somebody's listening to him Oh, I love the um. Oh, it's it's a sad line, but it's it's a mm-hmm. favourite. I think you know which one I'm gonna say. It's probably in my uh, worst lines. So Is it? Oh. Not be, not because it's a bad line. Yeah, but because it's upsetting. Go we for all it. have to go sometime, love. But why do you have, why to, do go you have now? to go now? I know. Oh, the, the the one I was actually going to say was, and again, it's not a bad line. It's mm-hmm. just you know, it's just a bit upsetting. Yeah, I'm doing well, aren't I? Oh no. Oh. Every time he says that, you just want to jump in the TV screen yeah. and give him a hug. Give him a hug. Like, but he's not doing fine. He's yeah. Not, he's not doing well. But it's just like he's just been, he's, I don't know, like he's just been trained almost exactly. in a way, like subconsciously, yes. to just project just, that. Yes, exactly. That's like his way of yeah. just getting on with it and, and being normal is, I'm doing well, though, aren't I? Definitely. Oh. But yeah, every workplace should have a registered clown. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like the line. I like the sentiment. I think most places do. <laughs> Maybe not registered. <laughs> Maybe not but... <laughs> registered. No, true. Uh, yeah, and all these all these Bible quotes. Look at the birds of the air. When his mum's trying to tell him to get a job, and he's basically yeah. turning the Bible back round on her, yeah, and saying yeah. like, "No, I don't need to." You know, the birds of the air they don't sow or reap, and mm-hmm. your heavenly Father feeds them. Yeah, it's, it's like any... that moment where any parent. Sort of realizes they've made a rod for the wrong man. <laughs> Definitely, we've created, created a monster. A monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, I just like the fact that he's a godly man, but it's not—he's not made fun of because of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like that in, uh-huh. in something. Yeah. Um, did you get any degrees of Richard Curtis? I did, but um, I almost feel like the like. Too easy. Too yeah. Ah uh, yeah, I got two. I was gonna say cheating, but it's not it's not cheating, no. but yeah, they're just too easy. Yeah. Just, and it didn't sort of occur to me when I was rewatching the film, I was thinking, how am I gonna do a Richard Curtis connection with this? Yeah. And I thought there's gotta be some mm-hmm. but maybe it's gonna take a bit of rummaging right. on IMDb. It really didn't. No. Really didn't. I was like, Oh done, yeah. done it. I think I tried to make it more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> I am, yeah, I've got, like, just two. Um, I probably could have done more if I'd have Mm. maybe tried to, like, connect more people to it, but I've gone for the short and sweet ones. So I've got Toby Jones is in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, yeah. Um, As is Rachel McAdams, who is in About Time, which is written and directed by Richard Curtis. yeah, yeah. And then my other one is Gemma Jones is in Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson, who was ah, in Love Actually. Short and sweet. See, I've got two sweet. that are not the same as yours. Ooh. So there are multiple yeah. connections. Oh, yeah. Multiverse, I've got um, Toby Jones was uh, Percy Allerline in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh-huh. Another one for the list. I love that film. Yes. Um, alongside, well, everybody, but particularly <laughs> um, Colin Firth. Yes. Uh, as Bill Hayden and Colin Firth played Jamie in Love Actually. Mm-hmm. And Toby Jones was also Captain Mannering in the Dad's Army film. Right. With Bill Nye, who both should have known better, quite frankly. Yeah. But um, obviously Bill Nye was also in Love Actually as uh, Billy Mack, um, yes. written and directed by Richard Curtis. No, so yeah. multiple Curtises. We, we don't have to do Dad's Army at any point, do we? Please, no. No, okay. we met the rules, so we don't have to do that. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm. 
Sorry if that disappoints anybody, but no. <laughs> yeah, if you want to rewatch Dad's Army, then go ahead. <laughs> no but one's I, stopping I would you. recommend just pouring that time into the TV series instead. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Yeah. So let's let's do the good food. Okay. Because there is lots of it. I just don't even know where to start. Obviously, Neil Baldwin likes his food. Mm. I like the bit at the end where um, uh, Bishop Mark, as he is at that point, mm-hmm. he's giving the sermon on the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Neil says, it's always one of my favourites. <laughs> what a surprise. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he does seem to get fed wherever he goes. He does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Um, we start off with breakfast. He gets breakfast yeah. when he... Uh, when he escapes from the circus. Yeah, have you had your breakfast yet? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, I haven't. Thanks for offering. <laughs> it's like but so you, cheeky, but yeah. so effective. Yeah. You don't you don't get things unless you ask. No. That's you know. No. That's his uh, his philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got party food. Oh yes, because he's sitting there with a pretty good looking plate of scran at that Definitely. party. Definitely, and the, the student. Football. Yeah, at the student party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's his mum's uh, wake. Yeah, um, there's you know he's always obviously made sure there's a good buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, eat sandwiches and biscuits. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, at, at his mum's. Yeah, fruit pastels don't count as fruits. Is one of my favourite lines <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, there's a pasty. He uh, asks oh, one of the footballers, yeah. "Have you finished with that pasty?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I mean, I didn't write it down, but that should come under. Is it COVID safe? Oh, when was the last yeah. time you ate half a pasty that someone else had already <laughs> munched into? I don't think those days like, will ever come wow. back. Wow, I mean, the people did, though. People did yeah. do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's pinching Malcolm's chips at one point when mm-hmm. they outside King <laughs> University. Um, he has a little snack at the hospital. I think it's a bounty bar. Oh, right, okay. I thought about our friend Gemma at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gemma, the world's biggest bounty fan. Yeah. Um, two for one hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what, what what does he try and get him to where there's two is it like a freshers week I yeah, think it is when, it is. when he's thinking yeah. yeah Malcolm's trying to get him to restart the Neil Baldwin football club mm-hmm. and he, he manages to get him there finally by promising him two for one hot dogs <laughs> with onions yeah <laughs> yeah he's a man after my own heart mm-hmm. absolutely yeah good grub I was going to say not much running but quite a bit on the pitch yeah yeah, on the pitch running. Mm. But um, other than that, it's pretty run free. Yeah, I think he may, he may walk briskly or or do a little, little jog mm-hmm. on the way to the bus when he's playing for for Stoke City. Oh yeah, he's got a bit of a rush on there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's not. It's fair to say he's not doing enough exercise to run off all the uh, party food. Yeah, he, he probably should do a little little bit more running. Well, when Lou Macari asks him at the end, "Have you put some weight on, Nello?" <laughs> Your mum's gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, not 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 a lot of running. Mm-mm. Um, is it a bit far fetched? No. <laughs> well, no, we, said, we kind of said that I mean, it's, earlier. It's technically didn't we? not, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the bits that are far fetched are are explained, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. the the goal um, the goal that he scores in the Villa Stoke City testimonial match that did not happen. No, it did not. No, which is why they kind of they, they say that it doesn't mm-hmm. really. It's like they're on screen, but then they say no, it didn't happen like that. Yeah, and then in the scene afterwards, he's explaining. He's apologising. Fell over he? a few times <laughs> on the field. Yeah. And... yeah, and of course the 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 ball hit a bobble. 
yes, to Bobble yes. before it, before it got to him. I know. I believe, bless, I believe the, the true story is that it was a completely open goal. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> step back oh. and just get, and even the goalie and just give yeah. him an open goal. Wow. And he still missed it. Poor Nello. And it's like, oh, bless him. Poor Nello. Bless him. <laughs> So, so that's um, maybe why he's looking a bit despondent in the uh, changing room afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Trying to figure out how that happened. And Definitely. then he realised there was a bobble. A bobble? A bobble yeah. on the ground. And... It could happen to anybody. Yeah. yeah. But when we watch the uh, the England-Croatia uh, match tomorrow, is it? Yes. Um, yeah. And if anyone misses a goal, then... That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, it's, it's a bobble. As long as they don't fall over as well, then yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, the rest of it seems like it seems far fetched. Neil mm. Baldwin's life seems far fetched. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who would think that you can just you know get to know all these people just mm-hmm. by being cheeky? Mm-hmm. Who would think that you can get a job at Stoke City just by turning up uh, and and essentially asking for one? Yeah. Or um, just suddenly manage to take part in the Oxford Cambridge boat race every just by year asking. just by asking. Yeah. Uh, or just get lifts, random lifts off people. It's like just a by asking. Magical life, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's like a superpower. Yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just having, I guess, no filter, no, mm-hmm. um, no worry about that somebody's going to say no. Just, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And just genuinely wanting to like be part of those things because you're so enthusiastic about exactly. it. Exactly. I guess. Um, I, I've put. I haven't put anything under favorite scenes. Right. Because I just I know, think the yeah. whole thing. Is just I don't I can't pick a I can't pick a favorite scene out. I know I, when I got to nitpicks, I just put no nitpicks in capitals because I just yeah. can't think of any. No. No, I don't think I can Mm-mm. either. I get my, right, my only I'm going to get super super specific. Okay. Right, so he says he's got a cockatoo. Yeah. At the end, uh-huh. and then it shows you a picture of him with two cockatiels. Okay. So for me, the film's ruined. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's completely. Well, you just skilled me because I thought they were just like the same, like different pronunciations of the same thing. No, I used to have a cockatiel. Full disclosure, I okay. used to have a cockatiel okay. uh, for for eighteen years. Who wow. knew they lived that long? Oh. Not my mum and dad. Who <laughs> <laughs> bought me one on my eighth birthday? So hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only thing that is factually incorrect. Okay. In, in my in my mind. But, you know, it's, it's not, it, it hasn't ruined the, the entire film for me. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just haven't, I've not got any favourite scenes, not because the the, film, the scenes are not good, just mm-hmm. because the whole thing just, yeah. it's just, it, the whole thing's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Nothing stands out because it's all uniformly great. I was, yeah, I, I could totally agree because, again, it was a case of uh, I'm going to have to stop writing. But I did, I did write a couple of things out that just, for me, stand out. Yeah. And one of them is... Um, like the actual real clip of Lou Macari with Neil and he says he was the right man for the job. Yes. He was the right man for the job. Oh, definitely. And Neil just goes, thank you very much. Yes. He's <laughs> oh, just so gracious. Yeah, oh. yeah. And um, I, I, I did proper belly laugh and it always makes me belly laugh when uh, Neil's mum, Mary, is debating with Reverend Mark over oh, well, why, steam open the yeah, bill. <laughs> why he should have to open yes. the envelope and not her because she's a Christadelphian and he's Church of England <laughs> yeah. so technically Neil is her flock. Yes. <laughs> it's his flock, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And they're um, much less strict on those kinds of things as well. <laughs> and it just it proper makes me chuckle every yeah, time I see definitely. it. I also like the uh, the interview 
um, that Lou Macari's doing on the pitch uh, where <laughs> Nello comes up behind him yeah. in the Scot- full Scottish um, outfit and the kilt and starts and then, flashing yeah. a bit. <laughs> And then it shows you the real life footage. Yeah, doesn't because it? if you, if it didn't have the actual news footage, yes. you wouldn't believe no. that he had done that exactly. on TV. You would think and that, that, that they'd didn't been happen. like so tickled by it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but it it genuinely did happen. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> fast forward or check your social media. For me, there's nothing. There's nothing that's boring in it. Mm-mm. But I find hard to watch. Yeah, the section were from where his mum collapses to where she passes away yeah. and, and and Neil's heartbroken. I yeah. find that section hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to fast forward it because it's, it's very well acted and dust has blown into your eyes. Yeah, and... it just gets a bit dusty in the room. Yeah, That's you need all. to make a cup of tea or something. Yeah, yeah, at that point. definitely. Mm-hmm. Just because, oh, it's just the way that people are trying to explain to him. Mm-hmm. She's trying to, to prepare him. Yeah. Saying, I'm not going to be here forever, but he doesn't seem to acknowledge it he just doesn't want to know and then people are trying to explain to him when his mum's in hospital when she's in the home people are trying to explain to him Mm -hmm. you know reverend mark you know what if what if some of those things weren't these things that are important to you what if they weren't here anymore yeah and i mean i think he did understand but just didn't really Mm. want to quite understandably in denial of course and just going i'm not dealing with it until i have to exactly and just best slash worst crying ever. Oh, I know. When he's just sat in that chair and he's oh, just staring off yeah. and then just suddenly just breaks down. Toby Jones is amazing. He's amazing. He's either amazing or I don't want to know what's happened in his life oh, that, no. made, that he drew on oh. for that scene because just watching him cry just makes you... Just thinking about him crying is I making know, me it's want making to cry. <laughs> It's just oh it's my, awful. it is, but it's but it's just brilliant. It is a she watchable film, honestly. It <laughs> but really just is. Make sure you got to clean once you get through that nearby. bit. Yeah, once yeah. you get through that bit. Yeah, it's it's uh, bookended by brilliant, happy, it is hilarious, joyous yeah. bits of Neil's life and it story. It's it's definitely a but, rewatchable. Um, coming on to other film references, mm-hmm. um, the thing because uh, if you haven't. Well, if you haven't seen it, just go and watch it. Why are you listening to this? Go and watch it. Because um, we're basically spoiling the entire film. But um, the, the the part where he goes to... I don't... I mean, this is probably artistic licence. I'm, I'm certain that he didn't go to the home in full clown makeup on mm-hmm. the day when his mum had passed away. That, you know... Yeah. If that happened, that's, you know, that's that's pretty unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But in the film, he goes dressed as the clown because yeah. they're having a celebration. And um, and then obviously they tell him that his mum's passed away and he mm-hmm. goes home with it. And I thought, how ironic that we did brassed off. I know, it does sort of like... With the sad clown, that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure it's not a reference, you know, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, you've got two people who are supposed to be making people happy. Yeah. And they're really sad. And the lives are like falling apart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it made me think, again, it's not a, it's, it's not a reference because it's... it's uh, it came after it, but it made me think of Joker. Right, okay. When he, was, when he sat on the bus and he's got that real oh, yeah. downturn in his mouth and his makeup is all sad and, mm-hmm. you know, it just made me think of it. It made me think of Joaquin Phoenix doing the, yeah. the makeup and the face in the mirror and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sad clowns. Oh, I know. Oh. But, uh, I'm trying to think now, is there any film that has clowns in it? 
where the clowns are happy, happy all the way through and something like disastrous or dark doesn't happen to them at some <laughs> yeah. point because yeah. all I can think of is it Joker yeah. Yeah. like you said brassed off it definitely yeah. made me think of that um, I that's going to be a challenge I have to come up with a happy clown film I just, I just don't think there is one no no, they are. I think it's always used in, in films in an ironic way, isn't it? Is, it is, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. It's probably, it probably does not exist that there is, there is a genuinely just happy no. clown that has a nice happy story the whole way through a film. Answers <laughs> on a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> Footnote. Screen Rant has a, a list of 10 funniest TV and movie clowns. You're free to look it up. It includes Krusty the Clown, Bozo the Clown and Patch Adams. If you look down the list, most of them still seem really quite scary. Um, other film references. Um, I put The Damned United, because that was one mm-hmm. of the films that we thought about doing. It was. Maybe do yeah. that next year, mm-hmm. if we're still here. Um, <laughs> ten more years! <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he's doing the talk, uh-huh. yeah, the, the halftime talk, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's pretending to be Brian Clough, isn't he? He is, yeah. He, he channels Cloughy quite he a does, bit, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah. And again, it made me think. I don't know if you, I don't know if you, well, uh, if you've seen First Cow, which is Toby Jones' current film that's out in the cinema. I've not seen it yet. No, I, I've not seen it, but I've heard, I've heard an interview. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he he waltzes into this film looking like he's out of another film, wearing a top hat and right. a suit. Okay. So when I saw that in the film, I was like, oh, that's funny. He must just like top hats, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting yeah. typecast as a, a person in a, in a top hat. <laughs> Um, trapeze I remember seeing that as a kid yeah um, the film that he's watching at the beginning that seems like it leads him into a circus ah, life ah ok and oh I didn't realise that was end. a film it is 1956 I think right I want to say Tony Curtis was in it but I may be wrong but all I remember about it and I, again I think I'm right because I watched it as a, as a child uh, not in the cinema I'm not that old um, but I think the, the, there's a trapeze act and then they okay. they do it without the net and mm-hmm. the whole big thing is they're going to do it the 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 act without a net mm-hmm. and i just remember just watching it with my you know just with my hands over my eyes yeah yeah uh, yeah maybe need to dig that out footnote trapeze was directed by carol reed probably more famous for films like the third man mutiny on the bounty and oliver Tony Curtis did indeed star alongside Burt Lancaster and Gina Lollabrigida. Whether there was a plot point about losing the net, I'm not sure. That may have been the greatest show on earth. I feel a few more rewatches coming on. Um, and one of the weird things that it reminded me of, <laughs> and this is completely incongruous, but Watchmen. Because mm-hmm. the intertitles... Um, our Watchmen, Watchmen yeah. font, font. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them are yellow with the black writing. Uh-huh. It just made me think of it. It's got nothing whatsoever to do with Watchmen, <laughs> but it just made me think yeah, of that's it. that's a good point, actually. Um, I picked up on that. Because I do like the little, almost chapter headings, they are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, explaining uh, what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, can you watch it with your mum? Oh, yes, very much yeah. so. Yeah. There's a bit of language, but most of them are in football chants. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's a whole nother section, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. Um, and there's a small amount I've written down of shower-related nudity. But again, that's yes. only to be expected and it's entirely inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, no, you can definitely watch it with your mum and I don't think it would require mint balls. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. No. 
lots of other food. Oh yeah, because um, you get an appetite when you're watching it and you're constantly do. eating throughout it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go and put the kettle on and get some biscuits again. Definitely. <laughs> Actually, going back to biscuits, because there are lots of biscuits in this film, mm-hmm. I went to see A Quiet Place too. Yes. On Wednesday. You know I like credits. Yes. Normally, I don't sit through the credits in a cinema because the, you always feel that pressure to leave because people are wanting to sweep up popcorn Unless and it's a Marvel one and you know there's... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But... We went to the Everyman in Manchester and there was only mm-hmm. us there. And I think the staff had actually forgotten we were in there because <laughs> they didn't put the lights up in the credits. So right. that gave me an excuse to sit there and watch the credits because mm-hmm. I was like, it might actually be dangerous to get up and walk about in the dark. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, and in the credits for A Quiet Place 2, there are two people, I think, who are credited as, as biscuit techs. Biscuit techs? Yes. Okay. Now, maybe that's a technical title for something. I was just going to say, have you Googled what yes, a biscuit tech Yes, I have. I have. And I can't, I can't find any oh. reference to a biscuit tech. Because I feel like I might have just found like, my dream job. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right behind you in that queue. Um, yeah, biscuit techs. Oh, so I don't know if that's okay. real. I don't know. Maybe more research is called for, but I feel Maybe that we they... can uh, tweet that to like John Krasinski or something. Possibly, like, ask what him what the biscuit, biscuit tech did. And if yeah. you need one on your next film, definitely, we'll yeah. do it. Yeah, absolutely, for nothing, for just nothing, for bris- just yeah. for biscuits. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like they needed a biscuit tech on this film because <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of biscuits <laughs> yeah. that required wrangling. <laughs> How wrangly do you have to be with a biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it a mole movie? Well, do you know what? I wrote down no. Mm-hmm. But then I realised, does the conversation in the job centre kind of class? That's what I've written yeah. down. Yeah. It's only Maybe. just to mm. technicality. Because it's kind of more of a three-way conversation. It is. And Neil is yes. doing a lot of the talking. But, um, yeah. And I suppose if you wanted to be nitpicky, they are talking about Neil's job. Yeah. So they're kind of talking about a man. But I, I, I'm going to allow it. Mm, that's yeah. going to be the ruling, I think. They technically talk. Yeah. Uh, Mary and the lady at the, the job club. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. And and Mary's such a strong character oh, throughout the whole yes. film that, you know, we can give a bonus points towards Mo. Definitely. Another, um, obviously, this is the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. There are, obviously, other um, measures mm-hmm. of... Um, female agency within a film and I think one of them is the lampshade test or something like that and it says if you replace the with the women mm-hmm. in a film with a lampshade would anyone notice you know are they there yeah. to do anything uh-huh. you know and I think judging by that you absolutely can't replace no. Gemma Jones Murray mm-hmm. you cannot replace her with a, with a lampstand no definitely most not most definitely not yeah. she's a very very strong character mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, even after she passes away, you yeah. know, her, her, her legend still lingers. He still, he says, my mum was proud of me. Yeah. Oh, oh at the end. I know. There's too many so orbits. Too many film. orbits. I know. Go and watch it. Um, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack's interesting. Um, there's a ukulele choir, which is made up. It's not a real ukulele. It was put together. Right, it's okay. For the film. It's made up of members of the Worksworth uh, Choir, um, the Woozalele ukulele group. That's and a the, brilliant name. Isn't it? And yeah. It's very difficult to say. Um, <laughs> and the uh, Intertheatre Choir, which is a choir for uh, people with, uh, with learning difficulties. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, so they, they put all that together. Um, I think it's a brilliant touch throughout the film. It is. Like, just, you know, the sound... I mean, okay, so ukulele is, like, possibly the happiest instrument mm. going, isn't it? You oh, can yeah, no question. play anything on a ukulele and be sad about it. No. Mm-mm. Agreed. So, yeah, the fact that they picked that for the film, I think, is absolutely... It's marvellous. It because, is. Because, you know, it is, it's just in keeping with the whole feel of the film. It's about, like, the joy of life and yeah. happiness for the most part and things like that. So I do love that. But I love that, um, like, they start off with... Uh, it's Delilah, isn't Delilah, it? Delilah, yeah. It's fantastic. Do you know... Because I had to Google this. Do you know why... Stoke City have Delilah. I do. Yeah, well, I, do. I did. I did. Well, there's a couple I did some of homework. There's a couple <laughs> of, um, of of theories. Oh right. Oh okay. I okay. only read the one. Right. Go on. What have you got? I bet. I bet you. Have you got the one about the uh, the away match in Derby? Yes, that's yes. what I've got. Go on. I'll let, yeah. I'll let you do that one. I'll okay. Do the alternative so, view. Yeah. So the story is that in 1987, an away game in Derby. Uh, the Stoke City fans were all being a bit rowdy in a pub mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit like sweary and things with some yeah. of the songs they were singing so the police were asked to intervene and the police said can you just you know tone sing it down and sing something different and that's when they started singing Delilah they put it on the jukebox I think and then it's yeah and yeah. it's just carried and on it's just carried on so this her. was 1987 mm. and you're right this is on a lot of websites mm-hmm. I also found an alternate view that there was a rock concert in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the support band played a cover of Delilah. Okay. And they all sang along to it. Mm-hmm. And then they adopted it as the anthem oh, right. from okay. there. So either or. Yeah, I don't either or. Could have been both, really. It could have been that there was the, there was the gig... And then maybe it fell away, and yeah. maybe it came back in 1987 as a result of this guy putting it on the jukebox, mm-hmm. who knows. Apparently, there was a move to have it banned in 2014. <gasps> really? Yes. Um, well, on the I, yeah, basis I mean, the lyrics, when you listen... Exactly, yeah. 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 It's, it's not a good song. No, no, it's a troublesome song lyrically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I believe that Stoke City supporters make it even more troublesome by replacing the word knife... Uh, in the song with something else again oh, okay. answers on a postcard <laughs> no, I don't want to mark the po- podcast as explicit uh-huh. so I'll leave that to your imagination fair enough but uh, yeah so so yeah so that's why it's a Stoke City anthem mm-hmm. but again like, like in Brassed Off mm-hmm. they use the songs as a little framing device don't they yeah. so at the beginning you've got Delilah yeah. and it shows you Neil's kind of upbringing mm-hmm. um, oh the Lord's my shepherd oh oh yeah. <laughs> when uh, when it's Murray's funeral, mm-hmm. you know that kind of it frames all of that, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, and enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah, oh, I love that song. I know. Enjoy yourself. It's great, <laughs> and I just love the way that um, Nello does kind of show up in the choir, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Because he says he hasn't got time for the choir. Yeah. And then when his mum passes away, he's there. Yeah. You see him in the choir, but he's looking a bit dishevelled and not himself. And he just wants to get off as yeah. soon. Like, he's kind of doing it to please. He is. And appease somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So they've kind of made up the, the choir, but then, they, you know, they put him in it just to connect it to the film, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the choir did, you know, appreciate him turning up mm-hmm. for some uh, some of the recordings. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really nice... Like you say, it's a happy soundtrack, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. It is, definitely. Yeah. Has it dated? Because we said it's uh, it was made in 2014 and set in kind of 91, 93. Mm. 
That's what we reckon. Well, somebody probably wouldn't just be able to rock up at a football stadium anymore or a football ground. No. And just acquire a job on spec. Well, do you know what? I think Neil Baldwin could do <laughs> anywhere. I hope he would still get be able a job to do that. anywhere. Yeah. But I just feel like security and things these <laughs> yes, days surrounding right. yeah. sort of. I mean, what division was Stoke then? Oh, good question. I mean, obviously, the, you know, it definitely would not happen in Premier League. Oh, goodness, no. What's the league below? Is it champ? Uh, no, it's yeah, not champ. No, it's no. not. Oh, I, I can't remember. I've completely maybe lost Maybe it track. wouldn't happen in the next league down below Premier, but yeah. may, maybe like is it divisions. Championships? I, I thought it, is it was. championship, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Sorry. More <sighs> of a rugby fan here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah it certainly wouldn't happen in the upper division no no um, but yeah Stoke City well, they were going for the playoffs weren't they so they yeah they weren't they weren't in a, in a top flight football it's mm-hmm. fair to say no yeah footnote Stoke City were promoted from the third to the second division in the 1992 to 93 season interestingly Lou Macari spent only a year at Celtic and was reappointed as Stoke manager in 1994 for a further three years so yeah, maybe it still would happen for like I think it in would some happen clubs now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I just I love the Rover Metro that um, <laughs> that Malcolm drives. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my friends used to have one of them, but it looks so old, <laughs> which dates me, I think, more than oh. anything else. <laughs> and the smokers in the football team. Oh yeah, <laughs> people smoking. Yeah, who are in the football team, which I'm sure you're not allowed to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely get fined, I think, if you were found smoking. Could it start a franchise? <laughs> I'd love to know what he's doing now. I'd love it if they made another film explaining what he's doing now. I know you could almost do a prequel of um, all these other yeah. like exploits leading up to this point in his life, couldn't you? You could, yeah, just take a look at his scrapbook and see what else he's been yeah. he's been up to. Like, I, how, did, how did he become, like, bosom buddies with Ken Dodd? Exactly. I, I'd love to see that, actually. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. It would. But on the other hand, I think they probably have cherry-picked the important parts of it. Mm. They, they've got... I mean, as is fitting, because we picked this because it's a football film, mm-hmm. but they've kind of cherry-picked that, that football aspect of his life, haven't they? Yeah. Because the defining characteristic is that he's a Stoke City fan mm-hmm. through and through. So I suppose these other things are distractions. Like the boat race part of the film... Is it's only very short. Mm-hmm. It does seem a little bit like it's from another film. Like, why, why have you put that in? Yeah, you know. Uh, and maybe if they did all these other things, maybe it wouldn't make a you know a hole. Yeah, would it? Whereas this is a film about football. Yeah, maybe it would work more for a documentary on his. Yeah, life or true. Something. Actually, yeah, that, that would be interesting. That would be good. In fact, obviously, he's written. Uh, there is a book which mm-hmm. is partly what the film was based on. So you know, maybe that might be worth a read. Actually. Yeah. That might give us some of these answers to unanswerable questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he doing now? Because that's what I thought is, you know, well, what's he been doing since then? He got a British Empire medal for services to the community in oh. 2019. That's lovely. Um, there was supposed to be a play. based on the film or based on the book, I'm not sure. Um, at the New Vic in Newcastle under Lyme. But that was unfortunately supposed to launch last year. Oh, so, um, you know, so maybe that's still in the pipeline. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I think he was basically just shielding last year. Mm-hmm. He was staying safe. Uh, he wrote a letter to the Prime Minister. Did he? Um, he did. Uh, he hasn't written back. Oh. Which is perhaps all we need to say. Yeah. Let's leave that on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we, we said it we said at the, the top of the podcast that we were gonna talk about um movies and movies on screen and movies on the big screen and movies on mm-hmm. the little screen. Obviously this has become like a big thing over the last year, hasn't it? You know, do we how do we consume our our cinema? Yeah. Um, obviously, cinemas have been shut for quite a while. Um, people have been doing a lot more streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just thought we'd maybe discuss... Have we seen anything over the last year, or at all, on the small screen that you wish you'd have seen on the... that you think deserved a, a big screen, you know, release or... Yeah, there's been a lot of films, hasn't there, that, uh, like, they've missed their window of opportunity, really, for... The big screen release, like they've been released now on, yeah, on a streaming service, like you said, and they're not going to come back round. Yeah, now that cinemas are open, uh-huh. it's it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that they're going to get the big screen sort of showing, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you weren't such a fan of the film, but visually, I think like Soul, yeah, would have looked amazing. Yes, yeah, I nearly wrote down Soul, but personally, I wasn't I know, a huge yeah, fan. But I know yeah. I'm in the minority. Yeah. Um, that would have looked amazing on a big screen. That would have been yeah. lovely to see on a big screen, and maybe like even three D, maybe. Yeah, maybe. it will probably have worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a shame actually that that hasn't, because it was free on Disney Plus as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not like they made any money from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they've got other films on there now, like Cruella. I think you could. Yes, you can pay to watch you on can. Disney. Yeah, but. It's a lot of money and oh, a huge amount. Isn't it like twenty twenty five pounds something or something? Like which that. you know, if you're a family, then you're quids in. Yeah, but you're missing out on that experience of seeing it on the big screen. And to me, yeah. it looks like a film that you were gonna want to maybe watch on the big screen. Yeah, to get uh-huh. the sort of full style effects from it and things like that. Yeah, I think Raya and the Last Dragon as well. I think that yeah. was um, that was on Disney Plus, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But that's now out in the in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have been back... To, have you been back to the cinema since uh, not things yet, opened but I've got this a, time? I've got a plan for this week to Ooh, go. Oh, fabulous. Yes, I'm very excited. What are you going to go and see? Well, uh, it's going to have to be A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, yes. But I do want to watch Cruella as well. But I know Cruella's probably going to be around a bit longer, I reckon. Yes. We also need to fix a... We, we should do this off podcast. <laughs> I do need to fix a date to see In the Heights. Because I can't <gasps> yes. tell you how excited I am about that. So excited. I didn't realise it was out now. It's out like... Is it out now? This weekend? I no. believe so. <gasps> oh my I gosh, know. I thought it was like next week or the week I thought after. It was, I don't know when I thought it was. But I could not be more excited about that. I keep this watching, film can I keep only disappoint me. It can only disappoint no, it's me not going I'm to. so it's excited not going about to. it. It's not going to, it's fine. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, things like that, you want to see on a big screen and you mm-hmm. want to see it with other people. Because mm-hmm. what I was going to say, we saw um, A Quiet Place um, 2 on Wednesday at the Everyman in Manchester, which to be fair, there were only two of us, it's cost us more than £25. Mm. So, you know, maybe the, the Disney thing doesn't seem such bad value. Yeah. Um, but um, but I mean it's a fabulous uh, cinema, mm-hmm. um, and I'm happy to go out and spend money supporting independent, particularly independent cinemas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was only us in the screening. Yeah. And when you watch it, you will realise that there are bits in it where you think, "I wish there were people here." Yeah, for a I bit wish. of comfort. Yeah, not just the comfort, but the kind of the jumps, the jumps uh, in those kind of films. Laugh at other exactly, people. yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Although they'd probably be laughing at us, really. But um, and there are bits similar to the first uh, film mm-hmm. where you're literally curled up into a ball with 
just dread mm-hmm. and terror and you, you just want to see other people in that in that yeah. similar distress so i'm going to be going to watch <laughs> a quiet place part two on my own so firstly i hope there are other people in the screen because yes. otherwise i'm going to get really freaked out in there yeah. on my own yeah but at the same time i kind of hope there's nobody else in the screen because i'm going to be sat there on my own which always i think it's still a bit of a stigma with some people yeah. that people go to the cinema on their own yeah um so if I if I'm like extra jumpy, people are really going to be chuckling at me and <laughs> <laughs> going, <laughs> yeah, look at that weirdo sat on her own. I was terrified. <laughs> take a cushion, yeah, if you <laughs> if you're going so that you can have. It's not scary, scary. It's just very much like the first one, where there's some jump scares and then there are just some bits that just make you feel just genuinely ill. <laughs> a bit like the. Uh, I can't wait. The nail, the nail in oh, the, the yeah the nail. exactly yeah. But I don't know. It's just a shared experience, isn't mm-hmm. it? You kind of want to go and share those mm-hmm. those uh, those feelings with other people, don't yeah. you? I mean, there's things that uh, there's things that I've seen at the. I put down two categories of the things that I've seen at home that should have been on the big screen. Something that I've seen recently is the. Uh, uh, oh dear, how dreadful of me to forget the name of the director of the best film. <laughs> From last year, Parasite. Boon Junko. Yes. And then makes it worse by getting the name wrong. Of course, the director's name is Bong Joon Ho. 2003's film Memories of Murder did get a limited cinema reissue after the success of Parasite, but sadly not to Oakja or the frankly mental Snowpiercer. The Netflix film Oakja. I don't know. Have you seen it? Uh, no. It's so good. I've not been able to bring myself to watch but it. But the thing is, yes, and that's what you think. You're like, oh, I don't think I can watch it. It's like a full-on proper action film for like a good, you know, chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself watching it going, why am I watching this on Netflix? This should be on the cinema. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised that it didn't get a cinematic release after Parasite 1. Yeah. Um, because I'd be happy to go and see that at the cinema. Mm-hmm. So it's odd things like that where you think, why Why is this a TV movie or a straight to Netflix? You know, yeah. it's fab. And there's other things that you watch and you think, why am I watching this in the cinema? Yeah. And there's perhaps some um, like little art house films that I've seen on the cinema where you kind of think, I could I could really have watched this at home, mm-hmm. but you want to see it in the cinema to give them the money. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you want the cinema to get the idea exactly. that you want to see more it, stuff like this in exactly, the programme. Yeah. It's not necessarily, it's not as simple, is it, as mm-hmm. would this benefit from being on a bigger screen? It's yeah. like, well, would the cinema benefit from it being on a bigger screen? Would mm-hmm. the people who made the film benefit mm-hmm. from it being on a bigger screen and getting people out to see it? We saw Rocks. Uh, last year in one of the brief interludes when you could go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. We saw that at home in Manchester, right. literally the day before it landed on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So there was part of me that thought, oh man, I've just spent money seeing that. Mm-hmm. But then I was actually quite glad. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have lost anything by watching it on the small screen because mm-hmm. it's quite a small, you know, intimate film. Yeah. There's no special effects or mm-hmm. whatnot, you know. Um, but I felt wholesome. I felt good for having gone and, and spent my money it. and supported yeah. it. Yeah, and the same with like Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. Nomadland. You know those things yeah. that are available on Amazon Prime and uh, and Disney Plus. But you kind of feel like you've you've done something. Yeah, you know, worthy by mm-hmm. going seeing it at the cinema. There are things that I've seen at the cinema that should have been at home, and most of them are just genuinely rubbish films. It's not that they've been art house films where I've thought I wouldn't have lost anything by watching this at mm-hmm. home. They've been things like I've written down Mamma Mia two. 
<laughs> I've not watched it. Hobbs <laughs> <laughs> and Shaw. I'm sorry about that, but oh, I no. genuinely thought Hobbs and Shaw was going to be amazing. I and, know, it looks uh, so good from the trailer. It's no Fast and Furious 8. Boo. I know. That said, I will be going watching Fast and Furious 9 at the cinema. <laughs> like, without a doubt. Sorry, I accidentally scoffed at <laughs> I am the because those are the kind of films that even if they're rubbish, mm-hmm. you kind of you want to see them on a big screen. Yeah, because it's going to look impressive on a big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if I'd have seen Marvelous at the cinema, I would have been very happy. If yeah, they'd given absolutely. that a cinematic release, I'd have gone home. I'd have said, "Oh, I saw a brilliant film at the cinema. You must go and watch it." Yeah, I don't think I would ever have thought. Well, that should have been on BBC mm-hmm. Two at nine o'clock on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is cinematic. Yeah. Yeah, the story is and the way it's presented with the little chapter headings and whatnot. I, I really think it is. I think it's very, very similar to, you know, Brass Dog. Yeah, the that's Monty, it. Yeah, those other... like those films, yeah. they got cinematic releases and to Definitely. me it is in the same league as them. It is. It Absolutely. Is. I'm not sure why the decision was made for it to be a TV Yeah, movie. I mean, I suppose the difference is uh, one's BBC produced and one's Film 4 produced. So Possibly. obviously Film 4 sort of feel stronger about how well their film's going to do, I guess. And I feel like maybe the BBC just missed a bit of a trick. Maybe. I mean, I guess Downton Abbey's a BBC thing, but that's got a built-in audience, hasn't oh, it? So yeah. that was always going to be a massive cinema mm-hmm. hit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see that either. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about re-watches in cinema? Have there been things that you've seen on the cinema since they've come out that you didn't see on the cinema when they came out? That's, that was a terrible Ooh. way of describing uh... it. Or is there anything where oh. you thought, do you know what, I'd love to see that on the cinema? Well, do you know, I watched Apocalypse Now when they did a re-release. Oh, did you really? Um, oh, gosh, years ago. I can't remember how many years ago it was yeah. now. Um, but I went and watched Apocalypse Now mm-hmm. on the cinema. I'd seen it on yeah, like video at home sort yeah. of thing when I was too young to really be watching <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then it, yeah they re-released it for some anniversary um, probably getting on for like I reckon seven or eight years ago or something now yeah. and I'm glad I went to watch oh, that, that on, the, good. on the cinema yeah. screen it was it was brilliant you know the helicopter bits and Definitely. all that looked yeah. amazing and yeah. the sound was like you know yeah. fantastic so yeah I've watched that um, mm-hmm. but that's the only one I can really really think of off the top of my head we both went to see the matrix didn't we but i think we both saw that in the yeah, cinema we saw when that, it came yeah, out first time yeah it was good too, to yeah. re-watch it yeah and um, i mean gosh yeah there's other films that we've yeah. seen like been back for repeat viewings or like because elf. it's been so great yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. elf every year all the, yeah all the christmas, christmas carol oh absolutely yeah, yeah yeah i think the only things that i've been to see in the cinema that i didn't see in the cinema when they were originally out um the first one was raging bull which, which mm-hmm. I still love still in my top ten I'm sorry I know you don't like it <laughs> still in my top ten just love it and um, I was definitely too young to see that when it came out mm. um, but just love the film and yeah I think um, Fact did a Martin Scorsese retrospective a couple of years ago so we went to see Raging Bull um, and yeah just love it just think yeah. the way it's shot the black and white you know yeah, don't I, I know, I know there's definitely some positives yeah. that are like from the film and stuff. I just it, my uh, problem yes. is more with the character and the fact that it's based on a real exactly. character. Exactly, and many many people share your view, yeah. but yeah, I just don't like that I, I, I can get past it because I love Robert uh-huh. De Niro. Um, and then a couple of years ago, we went to the Savoy in um, Stockport mm-hmm. to see a goodness. It's probably I bet it's a forty year reissue. I don't know, maybe thirty. I'll look that up. Um, reissue of um, John Carpenter's Escape from New York. 
Cool. Which is just as bad on the big screen <laughs> as it is on the small screen. <laughs> but just as fun. Goodness me. Some of the uh, oh, some of the special effects are like less than special, really. Yeah, but it's just the shared experience again of mm-hmm. just going seeing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to have seen Star Wars on the big yeah. screen. I'd love to even like something like Ben Hur, mm-hmm. you know, the Shelton Heston to to see that on the big screen at the time. I'm not saying I want to rewatch it now. No, because it's like see, three hours of well, exactly, life again. Yeah, as well. you definitely have to go somewhere that had an interval. Um, <laughs> but to have seen something like that when it came out must have yeah. been astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it astounds me now. I know, like even just watching it on TV, yeah. and then I look at. Like some of the scenes in that film, like the chariot race, because that's the obvious one. Yeah. And you think, how did they film that? Goodness, back then? I know. How yeah. did they film it and make it look so incredible as yeah. well? Yeesh. Uh, I mean, I exactly. don't even want to think about the animal. Rights no, I was, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Then. I was like, how did they film I it? I don't want to know. But, <laughs> is the answer. but you know, like the yeah. camera shots that they get and everything in that. Oh yeah. You're like. This could have been filmed like in the last sort of ten twenty years. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally your jaw would have been hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. I think seeing that mm-hmm. at the cinema. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's always good to go and see something that's got spectacle. Yeah, I guess Gladiator kind of recaptures that yes. spectacle in that sense. Yeah, definitely. It's like a close relation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Love that film, mm-hmm. and that's why we'll all be going to the cinema to see James Bond. I guess, even though I am yeah. really, really tired of waiting. But I can't wait. Yeah, I like. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. One because I'm excited about it. Two because I'm fed up of waiting exactly. for it. I feel like I've seen it because I've seen the trailer so many times. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've already mm-hmm. seen it. Black Widow as well. I'm, I'm really excited for that film to come yeah. out because you know it's about time she got her own Third film. Man, exactly. on the bounty yeah. and Oliver. About time. And, Tony and Curtis. When is another round star coming star out? Bert because I've seen that trailer more times than I'd like. <laughs> I Whether really, there was a plot really point about losing the net, um, I'm not sure. I don't want to see the American remake. It's already on the cards. I want to see it, and I have seen the trailer. Yeah, way too often. Yeah. So, Footnote. yeah, let's keep supporting. Stoke City were promoted from yeah. the third cinema. to the mm-hmm. second of division all kinds. in the 1992 yeah, to 93 season. See things yeah. at the Interestingly, yeah. Lou Macari spent only a year at Celtic and was reappointed as Stoke manager Definitely in 1994 for a really three is. years. Mm-hmm. We're going to finish up with Is It Covid Safe? By coming back to my house, <laughs> not going to the cinema, because that is, I'm sure, <laughs> And then say. still manages to get the name wrong. Of course, Isaac, the director who yeah, won for uh, Parasite but, uh, at the... Yeah, I feel that, oh, as I said, the last couple of times you've been to the cinema, there's only been me and my uh, other And then makes it worse yeah, by getting the name safe. wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course, the director's but, um, name is yeah, Bong Joon-ho. 2003's film yeah, yeah, Memories of Murder cups, did get a limited cinema film. reissue after Is the success of Parasite, I would say but not. sadly not to Roger or <laughs> yeah, the fragmental yeah. Snowpiercer. There's, a, there's bus rides, there's a, some in lifts oh, yeah. on the motorway and yeah, stuff. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, there's yeah. packed circuses, packed football, um, football rounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is not... Uh, sweaty changing rooms. Yeah. So that's just never safe for anything that's I don't true think. yeah it's just unsanitary yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do with covid it's just disgusting yuck yeah thank um, goodness smell-o-vision isn't a real oh, thing definitely <laughs> yeah yeah that chicken suit that uh, Nello wears yeah mm-hmm. I hope that's not the original chicken suit ooh <laughs> unless mm. they're taking it to the dry cleaners you'd hope so yeah you would 
Um, yeah, because obviously we're in, we've just started uh, Euro 2020. Mm-hmm. And they've got 25% um, crowd capacity, I think. Oh, is that what they're allowed? But I watched the match last night, the Turkey-Italy uh, match. Mm-hmm. And it sounded really loud. It was really strange. It sounded like a full crowd. Yeah, we were... Uh... We were talking about this this morning, watching some cricket, mm-hmm. actually, because the crowd at Edgebaston sounds... I think it's Edgebaston. We were mm-hmm. watching it out this morning. I'm probably wrong. Um, the crowd sounds really loud, but we think what they've done is put more, more microphones around the that, stadium. Exactly, yeah. To, make it, to pick up more sound. Yeah, we were having that discussion last yeah. night. I was like, <laughs> it's not added on crowd sound. Uh-huh. It's real crowd sound, but it just sounds like it's more people than yeah. are actually there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. strange. Um, but yeah, it looks like that's the way it's going to be for, well, for... Potentially another month. Potentially. But yeah. Or maybe, well, no, another five weeks, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. They're trailing that rather he- heavily. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're doing the prepare. usual thing of yes. uh, leaking yeah. that story a Definitely. few days early just yeah. to prepare everyone for I think so. the news. Yeah. So I think there's only one way. I think we've, we've more or less wrapped up Marvellous. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, see it it's brilliant it'll cheer you up yeah um there's only one way to finish the podcast absolutely and that's by breaking into song (laughs) yes Yes. indeed so we're just gonna say there's only one marvelous yeah you have to go and see it yeah and you've got to there's only one neil baldwin one neil baldwin there's only one it starts a bit too low though Uh, only one Neil Baldwin Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) see you next month bye bye